Hey, you're listening to the Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today. Well, first off, I want to give honor where honor is due. So I just want to thank my pastors, Pastor Jordan and Pastor Morgan, for this opportunity. It's an honor. Pretty much every speaker has already mentioned in some way, shape, or form my message, but repetition doesn't hurt, it only helps. So I'm excited to share this morning. When I was asked to speak for a second, I had to think on devotion, what devotion really meant to me. Because devotion to God was something I'd kind of been wrestling with for for quite some time. You know, wrestling how to be devoted and what being devoted looks like when all I could see was destruction around me. You know, my life got messy, it got heavy, and then one day I realized I was letting the destruction around me cause me to feel a disconnect with God, which was disrupting my devotion. And so it wasn't because God moved his position, but it was because I moved my position. And so over the past few weeks, I've been praying on what God wants me to share, and I had a few different ways I wanted to go, but I just kept feeling like there was somebody in the room that's discouraged on your walk with God. Like you're discouraged on your devotion to God. You know, maybe like me, your life got messy. Maybe you're here today and you're the only one in your family that's seeking a relationship with God. Maybe you just don't know where to start. And understand my heart this morning is to simply share what God has been teaching me about devotion for the past few months. Things he said to me and taught me and helped me correct. And so this morning, I want to talk to people in the room who want to get out of the shallow end. People who want to go deeper on their relationship with God. Is there anybody in here who wants to go deeper? So let's get into it. The title of my devotional this morning is Go Deeper with Devotion. And before I dive into the rest, I want to offer you all a definition. This is not from any kind of dictionary. This is just kind of what I think as devotion. And that is a deep dedication to prioritize my love for someone or something. And so no, now that we got it defined, understand that devotion is a choice and a commitment. And so I want to share some simple things this morning to think about when you're navigating your devotion to God. And so my first point this morning is devotion is not about being perfect, but about the position of your heart. I'll say that again. Devotion is not about being perfect, but about the position of your heart. And I want to ask you all in in this room this morning, what's the position of your heart look like? Because if we take that definition of devotion, a deep dedication to prioritize my love for someone or something, then we can see that devotion really starts with your heart. We've heard it in a lot of the messages so far about how important our hearts are. And in Proverbs 4.23, it says, So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. You have to guard your heart because it's valuable, because it affects all that you are. And it's really hard to dedicate and prioritize my love for someone if my heart isn't in the right position. You know, if my heart isn't pointed towards God, if my heart isn't seeking God, if my heart isn't spending time with God. And so understand this morning when I say that your relationship is not about being perfect. Because we are imperfect people and we will mess up, but your imperfection doesn't change who God is. You know, he's gracious, he's forgiving, and so God's not asking us to be perfect, he's just asking for your heart, for your time, for you to be present with him. He's asking for the position of your heart to seek and to know him. Which leads me to say that knowing about God 
is different than you truly knowing God personally. You see, I know about Steph Curry, I know about T. Swift, I know about Tom Holland and Zendaya, but I don't truly know them personally. You know, I don't know who they are at their core. I don't know their hearts, their plans, their personal stories, or their identity. I don't have a relationship with them. I just know about them through media. And I wonder how many of us in here are kind of settling um, for that with God, you know, knowing him through an alternate source. You know, how many of us are like, oh, yeah, God, I know about him through your pastor, through your friends, through your parents. And I'm saying that's a good place to start. But knowing about him versus you choosing to know him personally with all your heart is two different things. See, I know about those influencers and those famous people, but I don't truly know them. I don't have a relationship with them. And when we don't truly know someone, it can be really hard to make them a priority in our lives. Matthew 22, 37 through 38 says it this way. And Jesus replied to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Jesus gives this commandment as a foundation to devotion. It literally says this is the first and the greatest commandment. Don't let the position of your heart leave you with a faulty foundation. In Jeremiah 29:13, it says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. This phrase, all your heart, kind of seems to be like a common theme. Devotion looks like you seeking God with all your heart. So that's going to take you getting out of the shallow end. That's going to take you going a little deeper. You know, maybe that's getting off social media. Maybe it's cutting friends out that aren't good for you. Maybe it's waking up earlier so you can spend time with God before the day gets busy. It's just reading your Bible and worshiping more. And I actually have a visual this morning that I want to share that I think goes perfectly with what devotion looks like. If we can go ahead and put that up. I want you to imagine that that little stick figure is you and that you're holding your heart and you're looking to God saying, God, this, this, my heart, it's all I have. And I want you to see that God, God is saying that it's all he's ever wanted. You know, all he ever wants is our heart. He's never needed your heart. He only ever wants your heart. And it's amazing that that thing right there, it doesn't say, I want your heart in perfect condition. You know, he takes our hearts broken and bruised and shattered. He's the ultimate heart mender. But you have to make the position of your heart pointed towards him. You know, seeking God, being devoted to him, it's not about perfection, just persistence. You know, devotion is about a passion for God, not pressure and not perfection. You know, in that picture, he wants your heart even on the days when you don't feel like it. Even when it's hard, even if you messed up, even if you did something you shouldn't, even on the days when you feel like you have nothing else to offer, he wants you to say, God, my heart is all I have to give you. And he's perfectly accepting it. So devotion is not about being perfect, but about the position of your heart. My second point this morning, Amzi already preached a whole message on it, which was amazing, but it's about keep purity a priority. And when I was getting ready for this message, purity just kept coming up over and over and over. And I think that may be because a lot of people struggle with it. You know, and oftentimes when we take our focus off of purity, it causes us to be distracted from our devotion to God. Colossians 3.5 says it this way, So put to death and deprive of power the evil longings of your earthly body with its sensual, self-centered instincts, immorality, 
impurity, sinful passion, evil desire, and greed, which is a kind of idolatry. Here it is. Because it replaces your devotion to God. Purity is a big thing, y'all. This verse literally says that impurity in sinful ways replaces our devotion to God. That's a pretty big deal. So we see in that verse that staying pure is more than just physical things. You know, it's mentally staying pure with our thoughts, staying pure in our actions, our words, our eyes, our ears. And it's such a big deal because we're not going to turn there, but in Matthew 5, 8, it says that Jesus calls people who are pure in heart blessed. So because of that pure heart, it gives a person access to God. Because like we saw in that verse, impurity replaces your devotion to God, but purity grants you access to God. And I want this next scripture, um, I want to read it because it shows how gracious God is and how much he understands us. And it's in Hebrews 4.15. And it says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and understand our weakness and temptations but one who has been tempted, knowing exactly how it feels to be human, and in every respect, as we are yet, without committing any sin. God knows us. He understands temptations. Jesus has been there before, and we see an example of that in Matthew 4, when he was in the wilderness tempted by the devil. And Jesus was without food for 40 days and 40 nights. 40 days and 40 nights he was without food, and he started to get hungry, I can barely go four hours without getting hungry. So he was 40 days and 40 nights. And then slowly the devil just started saying, if you're the son of God, do this. If you're the son of God, do that. And if y'all go read it, every time the devil offers him a way that looks better in the moment, but is sinful, Jesus responds with his words and with scripture. So yes, we have a God who loves us and is devoted to us and is there to help us, but there's also an enemy who wants us. And the enemy wants to, us to live impure and give in to those sinful ways and not be devoted to God. So don't let the devil distract you from your devotion. And understand this morning that when it comes to those temptations and when it comes to impurity and when it comes to sin, you can't fight sin with silence. You know, you're going to have to speak just like Jesus did. You're going to have to use your words and your authority and say those scriptures over yourself. You cannot fight sin with silence. James 5.16 says, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So realize that there is freedom in confession and conversation. So that I, I, with that, I want to encourage you all to talk to someone you trust. Maybe it's a leader, a mentor, a pastor, and this is a mouthful, so I'm going to say it slow because I already couldn't say conversation. So it says, what you did does not define who you are. But what you do after what you did determines who you become. I'm going to say it again because it's a mouthful. What you did does not define who you are. But what you do after what you did determines who you become. What does that mean? It means the thing that you did that maybe you feel guilty about, maybe it was impure or sinful or what you think is unforgivable, it means that you have a choice to keep purity a priority. You know, what you do after what you thought maybe isn't so good, your decisions matter. How you respond to those things determine your outcome. It means that we have to use those words and we have to use God's word against the devil and temptations every time they arise. 
It means you need to have a conversation with someone you trust. And, you, and as you keep pursuing purity, that guilt and that shame and that desire will leave because you're choosing to keep purity a priority. And I want to say this this morning because I feel like sometimes a lot of people struggle with this thought. Know this morning that even if you did something you shouldn't, God is not mad at you. He is so gracious. He's so loving. He just wants you to invite him into those situations with you so he can help you and guide you. My last point this morning is devotion requires discipline. And PJ already took, took this point, but I want to talk about this because devotion is great and it's important, but if you don't take these messages and do something with them, then devotion is just a word in your vocabulary, unless you're going to begin to apply this into your life. And desire and discipline mean two different things. Both good, but they mean two different things. Desire is a want to, and discipline is actively acting on it. So that means that devotion isn't passive, it's active. That pursuing your relationship with God is a personal choice, followed by a process of inviting God into your daily life. You know, it's intentionally devoting time to God, rather than thinking of it as just, just a to-do to checkoff. You know, devotion is a lifestyle, it's a daily choice, it's you choosing to invest time with God. So that discipline, PJ kind of mapped it out last night, but maybe it's just distancing from distractions. Maybe it's distancing from friends, social media, bad habits, binge-watching shows on Netflix, quitting things that you know are bad for you. It means actually getting into your Bible and reading his word and just say, instead of saying you're going to do it. It means to pray to him all throughout your day. It doesn't have to be four hours long of prayer. Maybe it's just five minutes here and two minutes here. And it means to spend time worshiping him. It, and it even means to, be, to do all this even when life gets hard. Devotion requires discipline. It's a choice even when you don't feel like it. And I want to read 1 Kings 8.61 real quick. And it says, May you demonstrate wholehearted devotion to the Lord our God by following his rules and obeying his commandments as you are presently doing. You know, discipline is making it a priority, priority to seek and understand and receive God and his word by obeying him. And one thing I've noticed that can really trip people up on our walk with God is comparison. We've got to quit comparing. You know, my devotion isn't going to look like Roman's devotion or Tegan's devotion. And I want to read this scripture that really helped me keep my heart in the right position to stay pure, to stay disciplined, even when life felt tough. And on the days when I woke up and I didn't know where to start, because it helped me understand God devo God's devotion to me. And it's in Isaiah 54.10. And it says, Even if the mountains are removed and the hills displaced, my devotion will not be removed from you, nor my covenant of friendship be displaced, says the Lord, the one who has compassion on you. I want to remind you all this morning that God is always there. He loves you so much. No matter what we go through, no matter what we do, no matter how, how many times we mess up, he will never leave you. His devotion to us will always remain. The scripture just said, my devotion will not be removed from you. It cannot be removed. We will never lo lose his love or devotion. And so I'm going to invite the worship team up as, as I close, but I just want to encourage you all this morning to go deeper in your devotion to God. You know, every day choose him. And even if you start to drift, just remember that 
It, devotion is not about being perfect, but about the position of your heart. You know, to keep purity a priority and, to, and that devotion re- requires discipline. And before we worship, if we could put that picture back up on the screen really quick. And I want each of you to see that person as you. And I want you to give them your whole heart this morning. All of it, not just half, not just a tiny piece, not a quarter. He wants your whole heart. God wants your devoted heart. And so let this be the position of your heart this morning. And I want you to enter enter into worship this way, with your heart giving it to God, with all your energy and with all your passion and with your hands raised because that's part of devotion. Worshiping with all of your heart is part of devotion. Even if you're tired, even if you only got four hours of sleep, I want you all to just really enter in this morning and give your whole heart to God. And so I'm going to invite you all up here to worship with us this morning. Thanks for listening to this message. To learn more about what's happening at The Quarry, check us out on social media 